Have you ever wondered, is there more to the Word of God than just words on the page? Join us for an in-depth journey into the truth of God by means of open, Socratic conversation. In Proverbs chapter 2, the Word of God says, If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Welcome to Hidden Treasures Revealed. Welcome, everyone, to Hidden Treasures Revealed, Tuesday evening. Me and Phil are back with you here again. Phil, how was your day today? I had a good day. I, I, I almost got stuck in Harrisonburg there for a little bit. I went to put the key in the truck and turn it, and it wouldn't turn. And it ended up being that the little pin inside of there was got stuck. <clears throat> so I sprayed some lubricant down in there and that eased it up so I could make it home. <laughs> well, good. Well, hope everybody that's listening in or will listen in had a good day today. And interestingly enough, because I had no idea of that story, how that ties to what we're going to be talking about this evening. And this is something where with Phil, where we are in faith and moving forward for us more and more trusting in Yah, what they want us to do, how they want us to do it. And, um, was just in my mind, just, well, I had a few things come to mind. I'll just, just wait, see if something just really sticks out. And I had a, the word of God come to mind that led us in this direction. And it's a, just a great lesson from Yah, just more information in the scripture that it was in Matthew where, and I'll just go right to the, the scripture that Messiah told the disciples that I will give you the keys to the kingdom. And immediately my mind went to, well, let's think about a key. What is a key for? What does a key do? And I actually looked it up on my phone on a, in the dictionary, and there's a lot of different meanings to key. And what came to mind with this is, and I have it down here, keys to a car that Messiah made it clear to the disciples and to us as well that if I show you physical things and you do not understand, how can you understand spiritual things? And actually, when you just spoke about the problem you had with the key, that there was an issue and I'm looking at, I've got a a set of keys, my car keys here, and I've got my car key I've got a key that can be used with the car, with the trunk, which I don't even know if they make these anymore, like a valet key. Got a key to one of the fences, a little gate around my house, and then the sliding door, and just different keys here. Most people have, I mean, some people, they'll carry their car key, but a lot of people just have their set of keys that they carry with them. And just looking at a key that if you want to drive your car, you're going to have to have a key to it. I don't think anymore, as far as I know, that you can hotwire a car. I'm sure you could attempt to do it, but now as sophisticated and technology is that you've got to have the actual key and the key has to be cut 
precisely for that vehicle. And these keys are pretty expensive. So you don't want to be just going around misplacing your keys. And when we grew up, you could take keys, car keys, you could take them to like a Lowe's or a hardware store and you could get a key cut. I don't know a lot about the keys now. It, it seems like is, and this is my, my car key here that this is a newer key that it's a, um, I'm sure it's machine cut, machine cut, laser cut, something, but it's got a, it's more than just a key. It's got the little alarm, the panic button, all that stuff. And it's got a little computer chip of some kind in it. But the main thing is on this is this key that I have to my Honda here. If I don't have this key or one, I could have multiple keys made, but if it doesn't have the coding, the exact way, the exact order that it is that the car is not going to start. I could put it in there I, and I have two Hondas. I can take the Honda key that I have for the other Honda and that key will not work in the other vehicle, even though it's the same uh, make as Honda. The key is made for the specific vehicle. And if it is not cut exactly for that ignition, the way that it's made that you can put it in and it's not going to turn just like you said with the teeth that like if you have the little teeth in a key that even my house key that if I take, if I were to take a file or something and file this down different than what it is, it may go in, but it's not going to turn. It, it's got to line up exactly right. And what I thought of with this is, is what a, a good lesson to look at that the way to access the vehicle in the way that it was intended is with the keys. You use the key to unlock it, lock it, but you also use the key to start the car. And you also use the key to open up the, the glove box if it has one. And this right here, you can have a multiple thousand dollar car or house short of busting the windows out, getting in some way that's not legal or not the proper way, you must have the key or you must have the keys to access whatever is locked up. Thinking about this from a government perspective, let's say you've got, you're working for the federal government and you've got different security clearances. Well, you've got keys, which you could look at as your badge to get into certain places in the building but there's certain places that you don't have the access to that you don't have that key. The keys are available, but you don't have the access. You haven't been cleared to get to certain places. You have the access to whatever building that you're in, wherever place you work. And when Messiah was talking to the disciples that I will give you the keys to the kingdom, he's not talking about physical keys, like a key to a car, but he is talking about a crucial critical access or understanding when he mentions a key that for example if you're teaching students in something we'll say all right here's the five keys to success or here's the the key to understanding the access to be able to open up the door of something that's hidden or locked this podcast that yah has given us and the responsibility of it's for hidden treasures revealed well, the treasure is locked up until you have the keys to be able to unlock that treasure, to be able to access that treasure. And with what we are called to do is to speak the truth of God boldly as we should and to speak what we know 
and to know what we speak and to give information to share and to not only share, but give understanding on the keys to the kingdom and what those are. And just like this key is cut, get them back up here again. This house key that I have, this is not going to start my car. This is not going to open the lock on the gate that I have around my house. This is going to open the front door of the house. That's what this key is made for. And the teeth that are cut on this key are cut in a certain way just to fit that lock. And I'll give an example. We talk about that one key to the kingdom is seek for me and you'll find me when you seek for me with all your heart. So that's a key that when you do that, then that key will open the door, open the access for you to be able to find God and for Yah to come to you. And what came to mind, Phil, was when I was thinking about a key, and just as you can see it here, the, the teeth that are there, you can look at an aspect of a teaching of God, a key that they give, and there's so much understanding in making up the teeth of this key to get it to fit exactly right in order for the access to be opened. Because even Messiah said that, seek and you'll find, knock, and the door will be opened unto you that you've got to have the right key and you've got to have the teeth cut in the proper way, meaning you've got to have it exactly the way that it's supposed to be in order for the door to be open. And the scripture that's coming to mind on this is, Yah says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, okay, so if you do all those things, meaning that it's not a perfected in actions aspect, it's you set your mind and absolution that that's what you're going to do, then you actually cut that key. In essence, you line up the key the way it's supposed to be because Yah says, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal your land. So if you, you put the key in, well, I'm doing, I've set my mind, that's what I'm going to do. And you, you turn it and just, I'm not seeing any results. And are you seeking their face? Oh, oh, I'm missing that part. Okay. Well, that's, that's make sure you've got that lined up because when you do then, because that's the promises of God, that if you do your part of the promise that God has, then the door will be open to you. But if you don't, you can beat and bang and you can scream, and I don't understand, and it's not fair, and no, get away from me. I never knew you. You didn't have the keys. You, you didn't have the key to open the door, That because I'm the door, and I taught you the keys to be able to be able to enter the kingdom through me, but you didn't, you didn't line it up, so therefore you didn't have the right keys. You thought you did. So it's crucial for us to understand. This is just another a example of Yah can use things in the physical to understand the gospel message because Phil, you come in your house and you've got a set of keys that I'm just using this as an example. Let's say that you have a cabinet that's locked. Well, once you get inside your house with the house key, you've got another key that will then access the locked cabinet or different doors. And it's the same thing that we have the ability with the truth. We have so many keys that we use 
to get through because you don't start at the beginning and then you go right to circumcision of the heart. You've got several keys that you must go through to access different doors. And what came to mind was, is that ultimately when we have, when we attain the fullness of faith, we're then given the master key that we can, we've got the key that will open all the doors because we have everything necessary to be able to go around through the kingdom or whatever is there to be able to find. Because you start at the beginning, you don't have just like if you're working in a secure building, you start at the bottom and you work your way to the top, you'll have access to a certain place. But no, you don't have access to that right now. You don't have access to sin being removed from your heart. That's coming, but you don't have it yet. So you work where you are and where you are until you go to the next place. But what will happen a lot of times is, is that people will assume, and we came from this, that you assume that you have the keys to the kingdom. Well, the keys of the kingdom are you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. You go to church on Sunday. You do good things to people, and, then, and that's the keys. That And you believe in the Son, and that, that you got it all. you got all the keys. But then, well, evaluate if you have everything that you need because Messiah made it clear in one of his teachings that He's the one that's the keeper of the sheep. And the way to get into the sheep pen is through the door, through the gatekeeper. If you try to climb over the side, if you try to break in in any other manner, you're a thief and a robber. And if you've got the keys to your house, you've got your keys to the car you own, you access, you possess those keys, you have that. You're not a thief or a robber because you have the proper access to that. If you try to go around and circumvent, you try to get around, cut corners, go through windows, jimmy locks. No, the kingdom of God is rock solid clad to where you are not going to break in. In order to get in, you must follow through all the steps that go through. And each step has different keys of wisdom and understanding and knowledge that are hidden there. Even says that Messiah himself is within Messiah. In Messiah are hidden all the riches of wisdom and knowledge. Well, he's got the keys. He has access to give the keys to where I'm giving you the keys to the kingdoms. I'm giving you the ability to understand the spiritual kingdom of my father and mother. I'm going to give you the ability to understand that to these here that, that don't believe that I'm going to give it to them in parables. But I'll give you the understanding. I'll give you the ability to understand. And it just made me think of the beauty of the gospel message is set in order that you've got to go through it step by step. There's keys that unlock each part of the gospel. And once you walk through it and given circumcision of the heart, then you go back and you go through it again and you go through it again. But now you have the fullness of deity in bodily form. You have access to the things of God. And we know from experience that God may say, all right, well, for right now, we're going to hold off talking about that. We're not going to get into that right now, but we have the ability to understand the things of God. And it's so important that if anyone is claiming that they know the truth of God, that they must first understand the truth of what they're talking about, then to be able to speak to other people, to give them the keys. And I don't have my phone pulled up here, but there was an interesting definition of this that said that a key was something that gives access or restriction to certain things. And I was thinking, wow, interesting how 
if there's a door that's locked for a reason that you're restricted from getting in that lock unless you have the keys. And if somebody wants you to enter there or give you access, then the proper way that's fair is I'm going to give you the keys so that you can go in the proper way that it was designed. And that's why when Yah says that no thief or robber, you're going to, you're not going to break in and steal to store up yourself for yourself treasures in heaven where nobody's going to break in because no, there's a certain way that you've got to walk through this. And that's what we've been talking about on the podcast. We've hit different parts of the gospel message. We've even went through the gospel, but there, there are keys to the kingdom and make sure those that are listening that you must have the fullness of the faith with circumcision of the heart to enter the kingdom. Not because somebody tells you this is what you should have, but by you seeking God with all your heart, you looking into, reading, digging into the word, asking Yah to show you the keys, because we have a responsibility to present the truth boldly, but if we don't understand what the truth is, then we give people a false perception of that they, I've got everything I need, I've got the keys, and then when you stand before the door, at the great white throne judgment and you want access to the kingdom of heaven, the door will be shut for you. And Messiah, when he says, get away from me, you practice lawlessness that you didn't have the keys to the kingdom. So therefore you're going to be shut out and you're not going to have access. So Phil, I'll get any thoughts that you have on this. This is just a really neat, another example, a way to take something in the world that we use every day that people can understand tangibly and then have a spiritual discussion on going through the gospel message in order and the different keys that must be fed in the exact way in order for you to then access each door to go through. Well, when you think about a key, whether you're talking about a key that unlocks a door, a key that, uh, start your car. It could be a key in the library. Okay. Well, the card catalog in the library is a key to finding a book. So it's it's something that gives you, like you said, either access or denied access because the key will lock a door and it will unlock it. And uh, I checked that scripture that when Messiah made the statement about giving him the keys of the kingdom as a part of that same uh, scripture there, right after he says he's going to give them the key or give uh, Peter the keys to the kingdom. Then he says, what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and what you loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. So what you lock up here will be locked up and what you let loose. And <clears throat> That uh, definitely speaks to any kind of vows you make because you make a vow to God and you don't fulfill it, but you're bound to it. And so uh, a key if it is a pivotal instrument that you must have to gain access to whatever it is. You know, it could be your bank account, so you have to have the key, which is the password. Uh, so, and actually, you know, you have to have the username and the password. So you have to have two keys, kind of like a safety deposit box where 
you have a key and the bank has a key and then <clears throat> you get both keys when you go in and you can unlock it and take it out and um I don't know if all safe deposit boxes work that work that way, but some of them do where it's a, a dual set of keys kind of, but it is, it's anything that will uh, either give you access or lock access away from somebody else. That's what a password is. A password is a key. It says password. Why? So you can go into it. So you could call it a keyword because that's exactly what it is. It's, it's something that's pivotal. You have to have, if you're going to enter into your bank account, or if you're going to enter into some other aspect, then it's pivotal that you have the key. And it's interesting as well, because Messiah didn't say, I will give you the key to the kingdom. He said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom. And that's a very important thing to understand. It's not just one key. It's a series of keys that you gain through the gospel message that when you have circumcision of the heart, now you have a key ring with every key to every room necessary for your faith journey. You will continue to have to use those keys to enter into those rooms. But when you when it's time for you to exit that room and go into another room, well, you lock the door behind you when you go out and then you unlock the door to the next room. And this is really uh, interesting because many people claim the that accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior is the way to God. Okay. Well, making Messiah Lord of your life is a key. But that key is not accessible until you've gone through and gotten all the keys up to that one to open that door. See, it's like you go in, you have a house that has seven rooms. And in order for you to, to claim that you occupy that house, then you have to have access to every single room. But you don't get the next key until you've entered into the first room or the, the next room. So in other words, okay, somebody gives me the key to the house, okay, I unlock the door. When I unlock that door and I walk into that room, then I can pick up the key that is slated for the next door. And each individual key is in an individual room and you have to go through and you cannot get any key unless you've entered that room and you can't enter that room unless you've had the previous key to get in that room. And for anybody to uh, just accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, but they didn't go through the Father, they didn't go through the old covenant first. It's an impossibility that you actually have the key to Messiah. Now, now you have a key to someone that is taught to you that is Messiah. And we're not saying that the Bible is wrong. We're saying that the teaching of the Bible is wrong. That the teaching is, well, here, you can get the key by just accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. And that's it. You, you got the key. You're in. You're done. No, there's a series of keys. 
And we talk about it from the gospel message. So the very first key is given to you. It's given to every single human on the face of the earth. Anybody who's born in flesh gets the first key. Whether you use it or not is up to you. The very first key is the knowledge of the existence of God through what they created. And anybody born, they know that God exists, even if they deny it and they say, well, I'm atheist and God doesn't exist. No, they know God exists, but they're suppressing the truth. And so as humankind, the first key is given, and that's the understanding that there is a God, God does exist, and what you do with that key, do you use that key to unlock the first door? Because the first door, is, or the first room, is seeking God with all of your heart. So you use that first key, and you open up that door, and you walk into the room of seeking God with all of your heart then when you get into seeking God with all of your heart, when you've proven to God that you're seeking with all of your heart, then they will say, hey, look over there on the table. There's another key, okay? Well, that key leads you to the room of believing God. Not just as the seeking doesn't get you to believing. The seeking gets you into the room where you have to seek until you've proven that you're going to do it with all of your heart, then you will get the key to believing. And then you go in, and when you prove that you believe God, God says, okay, over on that table, there's another key. That key will lead you into the room of believing in God. And when you believe in God and you prove that you believe in God, then that there's a key on the table in that room that brings you to repentance. And because you go in the room of repentance, then you get the key to godly sorrow. Or actually, that, that the godly sorrow comes before. So you get to repentance, and then you get the key to the next room, which is the obedience. You, you like to say to that, you would get, that's where he brings you to Messiah, is you open that door, and because you, you, you're given access, then Messiah is there, and, and the Father draws you to him because you have the key to get to Messiah. So if you haven't gone through those doors, then you can't get to Yeshua. Right. And that's the thing. You have to have all those other keys that starts with the first one that's given to everybody on the face of the earth. But very few people are going to actually use that key to open the door of seeking with all of their heart. And Messiah makes it clear that it's only going to be a few. And there were only a few saved in the flood. Eight people out of uh, 1,500 years of procreation, only eight people were saved. And so we know the number is not going to be this giant, huge number, that it's going to be a smaller number. And so you have to have the keys, and you pick up those keys as you walk through each step of the gospel message. And watch this. <coughs> You can't believe God, okay? You can't have the key to believe God if you're not seeking with all of your heart because you, you have to seek with all of your heart in order to believe God. 
And then you can't believe in something that you haven't believed. If you don't believe it, then you can't believe in it. So you have to believe first. You have to believe that, yes, I see and I believe that God exists. Okay, now I get to move to the room of believing in them because, well, I believe them and I'm going to perish and I have that godly sorrow and that godly sorrow leads me to repent. But I can't repent. I can't turn to something that I do not believe in. And I cannot obey something that I did not repent to. And I cannot trust something that I do not obey. And so it, it, it is an actual uh, absolute order that you must walk through. And people need to know you have to walk through this from beginning to end. You have to walk through each step. And then you will get to the step of you get the key not to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. No, that key to Messiah is the key to making Messiah Lord of your life. That's what that key is. When you make him Lord of your life and you prove it by walking as he did, by doing what he told us to do, then he will give you the key to trust. But he's the one teaching you obedience. How can you, how can you trust somebody that you won't even obey? And so it is uh, pivotal that you pick up the keys through the gospel message and you keep adding them to your ring, your key ring, so that once you get to circumcision of the heart, now, in order to remove the junk from your subconscious, from your heart of who you are, you have to use those keys that, well, I have to seek out the things that uh, or not right in my life. And then I have to believe that they're not right. And I have to believe in the fact that I need to get rid of it. And then I repent and then I obey and then I trust. And then that thing's gone. Now I have to seek for the next thing. Well, how do I seek for the next thing if I don't, again, use the key of seeking with all of my heart? Because again, the key of seeking with all of your heart, once you have it, you never let it go. Once you believe, you never let it go. Once you believe in, you never let it go unless you choose that you're going to desert the faith, that <clears throat> you, you have to hold on to all the keys because once you've come to circumcision of the heart, you use the gospel message in every avenue of your life in order to increase and improve as you walk without sin. And ultimately, what you do is those keys lead you to that circumcision of the heart, which is mother in your heart, which is the seal, the, the hope is an anchor that you have with absolution. That is the key to the kingdom. So you have all these other keys leaving up to the master key, which is mother within you, which that seal guarantees that you're going to have that key to enter into the kingdom at the appropriate time after the, the final judgment at the final judgment, hold on to that key because that's, what's going to get you into the kingdom. But in order to get you to that point, 
there's a series of keys that you have to pick up and then those keys you will continually use over and over again the key with mother in your heart is the key that you will only use one time and you only need it one time and that's for our entrance into the kingdom it's kind of one of those uh you ever seen those car dealerships where they'll the as a promotion they send out a bunch of keys and then whoever's key starts the car well that they're the one well that's the way it is with the kingdom but there's going to be multiple people who are going to through going through the other keys are going to get that spirit within them the anchor for their soul and when when you have the spirit in you and you have the anchor for your soul there is no more doubt if you doubt your faith you don't have faith in god now there's a process of recognizing when you have circumcision of the heart that no i don't doubt because i have circumcision of the heart i have the fullness of faith and my trust in god i'm not going to doubt that whatever happens it's going to be okay i'm not saying god planned it but it's going to be okay why because i'm going to be in the kingdom in the end anyway and so it is important as we look at this we're not looking for one key which is placed in uh well all your different religions have specific keys the muslim religion five pillars of faith but they also believe or their, their core belief is that your life is already predestined preset that when you're going to be born how long you're going to live when you're going to die and whether you're going to get into heaven or not that before you're even born all that's already set in place then you follow the five pillars of faith in order to try to make yourself pleasing to god but if it's already set from the beginning why what motivation do i have to follow the five pillars of faith i don't there's there's no motivation for that because god's already chosen it and decided it anyway and i could live a very good life in in that standard and still not make it into the kingdom i can do everything god said that they wanted me to do but i wasn't destined for it from birth so i'm 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 done no god doesn't operate that way but they have a great understanding of the zeal for god they're very zealous for their god but they don't they are using those just those keys where there's a lot more keys and you messiah has to be one of the keys which they don't uh, acknowledge messiah as the son of god but a prophet of god but yet messiah is the only one not even muhammad fulfilled all the prophecies that were prophesied about the son of god but messiah yeshua fulfilled every single prophecy that was prophesied about the son of god and yet we still discount that fact in the aspect of the muslim religion well yeah they well they have to set that aside because then they'd have to admit that uh ishmael was a slave and even though they were blessed physically in this world as long as you're a slave you're not going to inherit the kingdom of god 
And so when you get the key mother in you, that is the key to the entrance of heaven. Then all those other keys, you just use those in your faith journey to revisit the gospel message on each issue that you're able to see and that God brings to your attention that you're going to address and improve and increase and get better at as you travel on that journey. You remember a few years ago, well, I know you remember because I'll, I'll bring it to your attention. When we went to Passover and did the escape room, I was just thinking back to that escape room that when you're in that, that it was, we were in that, what was it? Cell block 10 or something. I can't, something like that, that we were working diligently. We were in those cells and we were just looking and searching because there was something, what do we do to get out of this door? And we had to work together to get out. But then you didn't, when you got into the next place, then there was another key to get into the next place. And then another key that you couldn't leave that room until we got the, whatever key, whatever access was to the other. And one of my favorite game shows growing up, I even watched some episodes recently is the price is right. And they've got so many games that just remind me of this, that you've seen the the game on there where they have the safe and they have the three combinations and they'll, Bob would say, all right, well go and, and put it on the three numbers of the car and they'll put it on there and he'll say, all right, and they'll spin the little, the thing to open up the, the thing and they would pull it and it, it wouldn't budge. And then, all right, well, all right, we'll change this number to this one. And then they would turn it and then, nope. But then we'll do it again. And then, oh, the door comes open, but you had to get in the exact order. And they even had one where it'll say, hey, for the car, do I have two numbers right? And then the horn would blow. Do I have three numbers right? And the horn would blow and they would wait. Do you have four? Oh, we've got to go back. We're missing a number. And just made me think of the, the access to God. It's like you have it all lined up but you don't have the seal in order to get that master key to get, then it's in vain. And it made me think of back in Genesis. Remember where it said that Yah blocked the way back to the tree of life with the cherubim and the flaming sword going back and forth. And it just came to mind when you look at the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament that you had the, the two cherubim that were bowing down in the representation of the most holy place and made me think of mother that circumcision of the heart is that you have that flaming sword going back and forth that you can't the way back to the tree of life. You're cut off until you make the way back where you can get access through and enter in, which ultimately the kingdom of heaven will be the tree of life, which is Yah that they're the, the source of all life. But it just made me think that we're given a, a beautiful picture here of make sure that don't assume that you've got the keys that you need, go back and make sure, all right, am I going in the specific order? Or am I missing something? Because we know this from life that you get instructions on something and you go to put it together and you don't have it in the exact order, like putting batteries in a, a toy or something. And I don't understand why it doesn't work. Well, go look at it again. All right, well, turn the batteries. Oh, I had the batteries out of order. Well, you get it in the right order. The toy works. But if you have the batteries twisted, if like you had said, if you just say it's except Jesus as Lord and Savior and that's it, nothing else, then you're sitting there with the toy that doesn't work because you don't have the designed order to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And and that's what came to mind with this was when people, and he even said that many people will say before me, Lord, Lord, did not do all these things in your name, did not prophesy, did not cast out demons. Well, they thought those were the keys. And he said, no. You didn't find the way to get away from sin. 
So therefore you don't have the keys in order to enter into the kingdom. Yeah. You may have done those things, but I had this thought with this, that you had mentioned that the key, that the key is put out there. It made me think of you get in, let's say you get in the room with repentance. Well, Yah is testing you and watching what you do and how you live your life. And when you walk in it the best that you can, then your key is being cut based on you're, you're doing what Yah is saying to do. And when Yah says, okay, I'm satisfied with this. Now move on to my son. You pick up that key and it fits and you go in and my father has brought you to because even Messiah says that nobody comes to me unless the father draws them. That, that lines up with the truth of God that you must go through repentance because that's Abba training you in the truth of, of their word that you're not going to my son yet until you understand repentance first. Because if you don't understand turning to me, even though you don't understand and you're willing to do that and you turn to me, then you're not going to listen to what he's saying. You're, you're going to reject it. Just like the Sadducees, Pharisees, they rejected because, well, you're, you're not speaking what we understand. Yeah, but you have to be willing. Yeah, I don't understand this, but you're right, fair, and help me to understand this. And you're brought to the Son, and then Messiah says, okay, because you know my, the way of my Father, then you'll listen to me. And that speaks to me with Abraham and the prophets that people would say, people may say this, well, they didn't have Jesus in that time, so how could they have faith? Well, Messiah hadn't come and to do his work yet. He hadn't been born, like to come being born, placed in Mary. So, but they did all they could do. They walked in what God told them to do. They were obedient to God in their mind the very best they could. And Yah knew that. So therefore, because you were faithful to me, that we know that our son hasn't come yet, but we're confident that you would accept him because you accept us, that you're accepting my word. You would accept my son as well and my beloved. So this, this just another way just to make sure that don't assume because people have told you, or don't assume because of your, your programming, your brainwashing and mind control and cognitive dissonance that we well, yeah, have got this and I'm good. And I'm, just take time to evaluate because make sure that what you say that you understand, does it line up with what it says in the Bible, what the word of God says, does it line up with going step by step? And if it doesn't evaluate because you don't want to be sitting on that side of thinking that you're okay. And then you get to Messiah and he says, get away from me. I never knew you make sure while you're living now, find the keys to the kingdom. And all we're doing is we're just giving information for people to seek out and find the keys to the kingdom like we have. And you just have this opportunity to be able to do it and to stop thinking that you know what you know is right without really verifying and checking and make sure does what I'm thinking, what I'm believing, what I'm saying I know is true, does it line up? with what the word of God says and make sure that it does not depending on somebody tells you that, yeah, that's the way it is. Well, no, I'm not going to listen to you just because you say it. I'm going to go back. I'm going to look and I'm going to seek after it to find it. God help me to understand, make sure that I have this in order because it says in the word that God is a God of order. God is not a God of chaos. And if somebody doesn't find it, like you said earlier, 
that mankind is without excuse because all the invisible qualities of God have been made known through their creation, that no excuses will be accepted before God because God and their qualities have been made plain. They've given the first key that you're the one that decided to suppress the truth and not pick it up and go further with it. So this is just a, a way to wake up and just to say, look, is what I'm believing in really what the word of God says? Well, when you look at the Old Testament saints, there's one thing we get now that they weren't capable of having. And that was the final key. But mother actually dwelling within their heart from the circumcision of the heart done by the spirit. Every other thing they did up to that point was them circumcising their heart by them walking through the gospel message and walking through all those steps of the seeking God with all of their heart, the believing God, the believing in God, having the godly sorrow, repenting, obeying, and trusting. They did all those things. They had all the keys, and they continually used those keys throughout their life, but they still had sin because they didn't have circumcision of the heart. And without circumcision of the heart, mother cannot dwell within your heart. She can come upon you uh, and work with you, but she cannot dwell in you until you have that circumcision of the heart. It wasn't until Messiah had died here that that sacrifice was given. And then he went to the, the depths of the earth to give the keys to the kingdom to the Old Testament saints. And going back to even Noah and uh, anybody who was righteous in the eyes of God, they would have had the spirit of Messiah in them. And so they had those keys up to that point. But since Messiah has already come, then that gives us the ability for one thing that they didn't have. It gives us the ability to live without sin. They didn't have that ability. All they had was their, their efforts to do their best just because they wanted to obey God. They wanted to do what was right. And so now we have that extra aspect of mother within us that gives us that anchor, that hope secured, because it's a seal. She seals you. And as long as you don't walk back out the door that you came in the first place, you once you enter that house, you stay in that house because that house is the strong tower of God. And you want to always remain in the strong tower of God. That way, nobody can touch you. But if you exit the strong tower of God, then you're going to be destroyed. So the objective is first, make sure you have it in you to walk out this faith journey in completeness because it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a simple thing. Now, in, in uh, the simplicity of the things of God is there. The, the difficulty is us with our struggle against ourselves, with, with our what we want, what we like, what we, so that's why we have to die to ourself. Another key in the uh, aspect that's like a another side key, but 
the keys to that get you into circumcision of the heart also give you that place of no fear, no doubt, that our mind should be set in absolution that we do not fear anything. We have a reverent fear for God, knowing that if we turn from this faith, that he will put the same punishment on us that he's going to put on those who didn't uh, who didn't find faith in them anyway. Uh, so we do have a reverent fear for God, but it's not a trembling fear. We don't need that anymore because we've become a friend of God. But we did have to have that trembling fear to prove that, to be able to repent to God. You have to have that trembling fear of knowing who you are before God. Uh, so we had to have that. But then when you have circumcision of the heart, you become the friend of God. And now with reverence, you're not going to step out of line and uh, be inappropriate to God. And therefore, everything's good. But you get to live a life here on the face of the earth without sin. And people have a hard time grasping that because they don't know what it's like. But it is a beautiful thing to be able to do that, and it's not something you go around boasting about, uh, because again, like Paul said, and we agree, that it's not I who do it, it's Christ in me. It's the fact that I have mother in my heart that gives me the ability to walk and do the things that I do. It's not of my own accord, and therefore, I'm not earning anything by the work that I do. I'm just proving myself faithful in the work that I do because I believe God and I believe everything about them is right, fair, and just and true. And that's what I'm going to follow regardless of what anybody else says. That's what I'm going to follow. And one of the things that I think about from time to time is we know, we know how to tell people uh, what they need to do to find the keys to the kingdom. It, it's like, I can tell you, but if you don't do it, I can't give it to you. I, I can do nothing for you. I can have all the keys myself, but you have to walk the faith journey. I can't give you my keys. My keys will do you no good. You have to walk the journey of faith and pick up your own set of keys. They will be the same. They will be the same keys that I have, but I'm not permitted to give you my keys because you have to walk through the same faith that I walk through. Now, it's going to look a little bit different, but the keys are going to be all cut the same. And so God has plenty of spare keys for every single room. For anybody who chooses they want to enter that room, God's got the keys and they will they will give them to you. When you prove yourself faithful in each step of the gospel message and if somebody claims to have a key to the kingdom by accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, you have a key that will not open the door. That is a false key. It's garbage. You need to throw it away. And why? Because you can't 
have the key to Messiah being Lord of your life if you don't have the keys that come previous to that. And if you don't have those previous keys, you cannot. It's impossible. It's kind of like if you put a, uh, a gift in a little box and then you put it in a box that's just a little bit bigger and you go through a series of boxes, say 12 boxes, that each time you have to open a new box in order to get the key that's in the very uh, box that's in the core, in the center, you have to open every other box and use every other key. Say each box has a padlock. Then your first key, you open that box. Okay, well, there's a key in this box, but there's another box with a padlock. Okay, I'm going to open that one. And until you have every single key that gets you into that core, into that center, you cannot have that key in the center. It's an impossibility. So if, if somebody has not walked through the gospel message by seeking Abba first, the Father, by walking through the Old Testament, not from a perspective of it's going to gain me something in the eyes of God, but because I want to prove obedient to God, and so I'm going to do everything I can to walk through that. And then Abba then brings you to Messiah, because again, we've said this, Messiah said, nobody comes to me unless drawn by the Father. So you have to go through the Father first, but you don't get in the good graces of the Father until after you've gone through Messiah, because then Messiah brings you to mother, and then mother gives you that circumcision of the heart. Now you have full access to Abba, where you can speak to Abba face to face. Like Messiah said, it won't be me speaking for you. It will be you speaking to the father face to face. But in order to do that, you must open each succession of boxes or rooms or however it is you want to look at it. You must open until you get to that key. And if Somebody, if you have boxes there that are locked and somebody says, oh, I have the key that's in that little box in the middle. No, you're a liar. You're a liar because I know I designed it that you have to unlock each box. And when you unlock a box, there's another key for the next box that's in there. And each box in succession like that. So I know that if I don't see all the boxes open down to the that, that one in the middle, then I know that whatever key you have is false. It won't work. It won't get you in. And there are too many people, way too many people that are depending on a false key that's going to be uh, shown to them on the day, well, they'll know once they perish from this earth, but on the day of judgment, they're going to know that, well, this key, this key doesn't even look like the key that's getting them into the kingdom. And there's nothing you can do about it at that point. And, and people will know that when they leave this earth, because the decision is made, it's done, when you perish, when you die from this earth. And people know that, but they don't accept it. They don't talk about it. They don't recognize that the reason they get so upset when somebody else dies, where they have the fear of death, is because they know they don't have the key. 
Why, if I know I have the key to step into the kingdom of God and that key resides in my heart, why do, does death have to have an effect on me? It doesn't, nor should it. Why, why would I worry about, oh my gosh, what happens if I die? I don't worry about that because I know that my faith is secure. And because it's secure, I don't have fear of death. I don't have to worry about that. And this faith is not about you doubting. And this is one of the biggest things that I would challenge people, that if anybody can get you to question or doubt what you have, take it seriously. Don't sit there and just, well, no, they don't know what they're talking about. Just, it's okay. This is, this is what everybody's talking about. So this must be the way. This must be the way. No, because it's hidden treasure. And in order to, for you to find it, you have to have the key to unlock the treasure trove. And again, it's a series of treasure boxes within another treasure box, and you have to go at it one at a time and prove faithful in each one before you get to find the key to unlock that next box or that next room or that next step. And it all starts with recognizing that God exists and then opening the door that, you know what? I'm going to seek God with all of my heart. And that means I don't care how it affects me. I don't care if I have to change things. I don't care if I have to go back on things that I've said in the past. I want to know the truth and I don't care how it affects me. And when I prove God to God that I'm faithful in that, then I get to move on. Then I get to, well, I believe God and I believe in God. And because I believe in God, and I know that they're going to do what they said they're going to do to the sinner. That's going to bring me fear. I'm going to fear the terror of God until I find that place of obedience and trust. And then we get to circumcision of the heart. So prior to Messiah's dying, none of the, the saints, the Old Testament saints, were, able of not, were capable of not sinning but only because Messiah hadn't finished his work to bring the circumcision of the heart. We now have circumcision of the heart done by the spirit. And because we have that, we can actually walk in this life and do walk in this life without sin. And not just to say without sin, but without a guilty conscience. That's the key because you can sit there and say, well, Jesus died for my sins. I don't sin. Jesus died for my sins. I don't sin. No, no. Until you walk through and you have all the other keys on your key ring, then you won't accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. You'll make Messiah Lord of your life. And when you make him Lord of your life, that means you will do what he tells you to do because he's your Lord. You will walk as he did, and he walked without sin. And when you do that, you are continually proving yourself worthy of the kingdom. But you have to have 
a key ring full of keys. One key is not going to get you into it. One key with the Hindus of their peace and serenity and the uh, mindset of the calm that you should have. Great, that's a good key. But you can't get that without having the key to the kingdom, which is mother in your heart. And the, the, the zeal that the Muslims have is great. We should, we should embrace that type of zeal, but not embrace it from their perspective. We should be zealous for God, but be zealous in the right perspective because we're not under the law at this point. When you, now you're under the law until you crucify yourself with Christ. So be zealous about, I'm going to obey this law. I'm going to do the absolute best I can. I'm going to make sure. It's that what the Bible talks about, that indignation, that longing, that alarm to see justice done at every point. That's that zeal. Okay, yeah. Okay, do that point that the Muslims have. and. Each one of these different religions and some of what Christianity says and what they talk about in, uh, from, a from a Bible perspective, yes, use that. But I promise you that Christianity as a whole, because it's divided against itself, cannot stand, but the way of Messiah will never be ununified. There, there's no need or reason for a division in any aspect of the way of Messiah. And that's, you know, we are, uh, we're not a denomination of Christianity. We're not of Christianity. We are of the church of Messiah, the way of Messiah. That's what we are. That's what we're doing. And that's what we want other people to see and recognize, but not because we say it, because it's all over the Bible. And if you're honest with yourself, when you read the Bible, the Bible will tell you these truths that we're sharing. And so it is key. It is key for you to know God exists, seek God with all of your heart. And when you seek with all of your heart, okay, that being in a circular perspective, it never ends that every step you're still seeking with all of your heart. And then you just add another step to it that you continually do those. You will always advance and move and get better. You will know God. Seek for me and find me when you seek for me with all of your heart. So God gives you the first key. Seek for me and you'll find me. But you have to put that key in the door and it has to go all the way in. You can't just put it uh, eighth of the way in or half of the way in or three quarters of the way in or 99.9% .9 of the way in. The key has to be all the way in. That means you have to be all in, seeking God with all of your heart, and you will never stop. Then you'll gain that indignation, that longing and alarm, and you will find that place of true salvation where you do not have fear, you do not doubt. And again, these things are driven out. There is a process of them driving out, but you're in your mind, you are no longer a slave to fear, and you are no longer a slave to doubt, that, no, I know what I have. And that's the beautiful part is when I was in Christianity, there would be those times where it's like, am I really saved? Because, well, the Bible says this, but I'm not doing that. And, and the Bible's true, not me. And so something's got to be wrong. Since I've had circumcision of the heart, 
There is not even what they would call the shadow of a doubt. This faith is intended for you to walk beyond a shadow of a doubt. Just like we have in the courts, when you uh, pronounce guilt on somebody, it should be without a shadow of a doubt, which means there's no doubt at all. And if you have doubt, don't write it off. Look into it. Dig into it. God, why am I feeling like this? Your word says that uh, if, if the one doubts, it's one like being tossed back and forth by the waves. So, And I don't want to be tossed back and forth by the waves. I'm going to figure out how not to doubt. Well, how do you not doubt? You trust. The more you trust God, the less you doubt. And you go in a practice perspective that you continue to grow and increase along the way. Well said. The um, I had this thought, this scripture, um, a little while ago we talked about a question that many people have about can you lose your salvation? And by Yah revealing their truth that you actually, once you have it, you abandon it. It's not like you lose, oh, my salvation went somewhere. Where did it go? I've, I've lost it. It's and it just it came to mind just yeah solidifying this it's because you have that full set of keys and you decide when you when you turn from god you set the keys down you abandon the keys and what came to mind was was this that each key that you go in succession it's by faith that as you go through that yah will show you where the key is because you're you're walking by faith that you don't understand so Yah is leading you as you go into each step. And once you go through each step, like you know what seeking with all your heart is, you know what believing in God is, you know what repent is, you know what repentance is. So when you get there to circumcision of the heart, you have the fullness of deity and bodily form. Now we're not perfected yet, but we walk in perfection. And what happens is the this just came to mind, just a more understanding of when it says, because people... I'm fairly sure that people wonder about this, that if I'm, for example, in Christianity and and I think I've lost my salvation because I've committed this Hebrews, what it says in Hebrews, the only way to turn away from it when it talks about in Hebrews is when you have circumcision of the heart, because it makes it clear, it says, once you're enlightened, which means mother is dwelling within you, you've tasted the heavenly gift, the goodness of God, the powers of the age to come. And it says, when you fall away, you can't be brought back to repentance. And the reason is, is because you've willfully set the keys down. Therefore you can't go through the steps again because you knew the way of righteousness, you abandoned it. And therefore you can't come to it because we came to it by ignorance. We didn't understand the truth, but once enlightened that, you know, God now, like not knowing them, we haven't seen them in the, the fullness of the kingdom yet, but we can still see God. But that's a person, it's not talking about somebody that's thinking that they're saved and they're still sinning and, oh, I just feel guilty and that means I've fallen away. No, this is talking about somebody that has gotten the fullness of faith and you've decided to turn from God. That's the blasphemy of mother because you want to go back to sin. Therefore, you abandon it and all the keys that you had up to that point are gone and you cannot start again and be brought to repentance. And if you could, you would have to have another Messiah as a sacrifice because Yeshua has already been perfected and he can't die. So he cannot come back as a man again and then 
go through the sacrifice again, like you're, because that's what it says, no sacrifice for sins is left if we deliberately keep on sinning, but a fearful expectation of fire and judgment because you've abandoned it and you have no sacrifice. You don't have, you would say you would, you don't have Yeshua coming again or another lamb of God coming because Yah says, no, it, it's my son's life one time for sin. And then therefore, if you turn from it, and that's why all the warnings that a lot of people ignore, they think, well, that's for the, that's for the old Testament. That's for the, the Jewish people. But the truth is it is for the Jew. The, the, the true Jew, according to Yah is the one that is a Jew inwardly by circumcision of the heart. That's the people that are the remnant that Yah is going to, as it says in the word that Yah is going to make a quick work on heaven, that the remnant will be saved because not all the people of the nation of Israel are Israel. It's the Israel of God. So just to put that out there, that the truth of it is that scripture that people stay away from because I don't understand Hebrews and that's not for us and all this. No, that's talking about somebody. That's why it's to the Hebrews. It's to the Israel of God. Beware Israel that God is a terror. And if you come to that and whatever happens and you turn from God, then fire and judgment is waiting for you. There is no Messiah coming and dying a second time. That's not happening again. So don't neglect such a great salvation. And that's a warning, which is good. And it says through confidence that, but we're confident of better things that you're not going to turn away from it, but it is a possibility. That's why it's there. So it's like, stay away from it. Don't go there. But this is just helping me understand to at the appropriate time, speaking the truth of Yah, that if somebody says, well, I'm, I'm not understanding what is it talking about? And is it, I can't, is it Hebrews chapter? I can't remember what chapter, but that the falling away that under, I don't understand what this is about, that I have understanding more of it now that it's you, you have to have those keys in order in order to be enlightened. Like you don't just accept Jesus as Lord and savior and you're enlightened. No, it's circumcision of the heart is where you are. And as it says, enlightened, meaning that mother's in your heart, you're sealed and, and that's done unless you do something different, then it's going to stay the same. So just to bring clarity to people were falling away versus it's really, it's not a falling or it's a, it is a falling away, but it's not a losing where you lose your keys. It's a, you forfeit, you leave it behind. Right. And just so people understand what we're talking about when we talk about Christianity. Okay. We're not talking about people who are true followers of Messiah. Okay. We're talking about Christianity which has, has maligned the truth of God that has changed it, that they allow you to do things that Messiah would not accept, that God would not accept, but they tell you that it's okay. It's all right. We're, we're all like this. It's okay. You continue to sin, but Messiah himself told two people that we know of to stop sinning. And he's not going to give you a task that's impossible. And so we're not talking about people who truly have true faith in Messiah. But if you have true faith in Messiah, you will part from Christianity. See, the the term Christian was a derogatory term anyway. And somebody's not going to be walking down the street and you call them a, a bad name. And then they're going to incorporate that in their Somebody says, hey, Sean, how you doing? No, don't call me Sean. Call me dummy. Somebody, I was walking down the street, and 
I'm dummy. I'm dummy. So, cause somebody called me that and no, just because they called them Christians in Antioch. So what? They weren't Christians. They were followers of the way. And the, the, uh, difference is that people who are true followers of Messiah, of the way of Messiah, will not be divided as Christianity is. We will be unified. They will agree with us. We will agree with them. And if we have some area that we don't have understanding on between us, we will discuss it until we come to a unified conclusion. That's the importance because even Paul talked about, we've said this before, the unity of faith. And so I just wanted to clarify that the, the Bible, when the Bible speaks about and the Bible that you read says Christian, it, it's, it's, they shouldn't have translated it to Christian. It should be just the way of Messiah. But Christian within itself does not do the right things. And uh, again, going back to the statement Mahatma Gandhi had made, uh, and this was somebody from the uh, India uh, in the Hindu religion that your Christ, I like it's your Christians. I do not like because they do not act as he did. And so we want to just make it clear that when we talk about Christianity, we're not talking about those who are true followers of the way of Messiah. We will be unified by that. Now, that being said, If somebody in Christianity is feeling like they've committed that unforgivable sin, that Hebrews chapter 6 and chapter 1026 is pretty much from chapter 6 into 1026, it all is referring to the falling away and uh, not being able to be brought back. If you're in Christianity and you have a concern about that, don't. Because they haven't taught you how to have the fullness of faith, it's impossible. You haven't been enlightened, and therefore, rest at ease. But don't delay in finding the truth about God, but use it as a catalyst to propel you forward, kind of like a catapult, to push you forward to say, well, I know that I'm not supposed to be being like this because the Bible says, and so I'm going to figure out how I can be in that place of no sin. That's the objective goal within it so that when you've been enlightened, you will have the knowledge that we're talking about. You will understand the truth, but you have to discover it for yourself. You will be unified with us then if you turn from it. Then there's nothing left for you but a fearful expectation expectation of judgment and fire. And so once you get the keys, hold on to the keys, uh, secure them, and make sure that you never let them go because you have to use them continually. And so if somebody's in Christianity and you're listening and we talk about sin and how you're not supposed to sin and you might be like, oh, well, uh, maybe I've committed that unforgivable sin. It's an impossibility if you're actually claiming to be a Christian because they haven't taught you how to actually be enlightened, uh, to know the truth. And so rest at ease, but don't, but don't just, oh, okay, well, I don't have to do anything. No, no. Then you have a responsibility to figure out how do I get there? Cause that's where I was. In, in When I was in Christianity, I kept reading the Bible and 
It's like the Bible says in him there is no sin, and I know I sin. The Bible's not the problem. I am. I'm going to figure this out. I've got to. If I want to be in the kingdom of God, I'm going to match up with the words, what the word says. And the church that we run is going to operate like the church that we see Paul preaching to and Messiah preaching to and all the other uh, Peter, James, John. That's the church that that is the church of Messiah and no divisions, no changing the message to make somebody feel good. No changing the message for any reason. It's the message of Messiah, Messiah alone. That's who we follow. That's what who is going to be Lord of our life. That's what we're going to do. And it does not change from generation to generation. We will not split into denominations because then there's a division. And everybody who has true faith in Messiah will agree with this, and we will work to a unity base of understanding, and if we don't understand, we talk it out Socratically so that we can come to a conclusion of understanding. That is the understanding and the intent. And so, yes, we talk about Christianity. We came from Christianity. We don't say this with malice. We say this with a heart that says, no, look, we've discovered because we've walked where you've walked. Take a walk where we are and then tell me we're wrong. But you can't tell me I'm wrong until you've walked the journey like I have, until you've walked the steps. And if you ask me, I'll tell you what the steps are. But I can't I can't do it for you. I can't make you go through it. I can't make you feel it. You have to do it for yourself. That's the way God designed it. So we have duplicate keys for every single part of the gospel message, but you only get one. And that key is for you. Put it on your ring. Don't give it to somebody else. Because if you give it to somebody else, you sacrifice your spot. Then you don't have the key. And you. it's necessary that when we enter into the kingdom, that we don't just have the key that gets us into the kingdom, which is mother, but we have all those other keys that kept us in the ability to walk in the fruit of the spirit the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the gentleness, the self-control. Why? Because we've used those keys to practice and practice and practice and practice and continue to practice continually so that we are able to improve and get better. And we must have all of the keys to enter in to the kingdom. It's because you, in order to have mother in your heart, you have to have that key ring with all the other keys of the gospel message, because you have to use those in your post circumcision of the heart life as you still live here before you die. Well, along with the keys, the, and yes, there's the keys of the gospel message that were laid out, but then the beauty of this is, and Phil, you know, this just remember we talked about that one time, write down on a piece of paper, all the lessons, all the understandings that Yah had given us. And you're just covering the paper and page after page. Well, there's so many keys within the keys that like information that it's still like an answer key or a recipe is a key and an experience is a key. And you, you have the access to the room and it's like you have that room and you just have just filing cabinet after filing cabinet of information that you'd mentioned the card catalogs back in the day that, I don't know if they still have those. It's all 
computerized probably now. I don't know, maybe some just as a, a novelty, they still have them around. But I remember looking through learning the Dewey Decimal System where, I mean, it was a precise thing to find a precise number and alpha, alpha um, shoot, alphabetizing, alphabetical order. And you learn to read that because if you didn't know the Dewey Decimal System, well, where's the book? Well, I'm not going to find it for you. I've taught you. Now you go and look it up and figure out where it is and you look through it and find it. And this came to mind with um, Hebrews that I've heard people that claim Christianity, well, Hebrews isn't for, that's for the Jews or that's for this. And it made me think of this answers why misunderstanding and trying to, you're trying to take Hebrews, which is a series of keys, and you're trying to fit what you're doing into that to try to understand it. And you haven't unlock the information to get there. It made me think of something like me. I'm a musician. I play trumpet that if I were to go to my college friends that I had that play trumpet and we're having a conversation and we're just shooting the breeze about trumpet concertos and trumpet practice and stuff, you could be in there and you'd be like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is really good. But it's like, but you're not getting it because you're not with us because if you did, then you would, you're kind of here like, yeah, everything's great. And it's like, but you're not, with us because you don't have the understanding we do. You haven't gone through the keys to really converse and understand. You don't understand. And it made me think of you're trying to fit what you think you understand with your key to get into Hebrews and know it's locked up because in order to understand Hebrews, it's a series of steps because the Hebrew people, it's taking you through the Old Testament because it, it takes you through Messiah and his purpose at the beginning and then the warning of falling away and then the, what faith is and and that's walking through the old Testament. Well, if you haven't unlocked those keys, you're kind of sitting there like, I don't understand. Well, well, no, that's not talking to me because it, it doesn't make sense. No. Well, honestly, it isn't talking to you. Make sure you fall in line where it is talking to you that it's speaking to those that have the understanding. But if you just look at it and you say, well, we don't, we just need this part of the Bible. We need that part of the Bible. Well, but, we talked about this before that the Bible is for the unbeliever. The word of God is for the believer. So make sure you get the keys so that as you're reading the Bible, you get the keys and you apply to where you start understanding what it says instead of just throwing it off and saying, well, we just Hebrews is just this or that or whatever book of the Bible that just came to mind, but it came to mind to where you're not in a position of understanding the step-by-step process in order to be able to understand what mother is writing through the writer of Hebrews to get so that you can understand that walk, because have you walked where the Hebrew people have walked? Have you walked through the old Testament to understand? Well, I understand the terror of God because, and I'm not going to fall away because I know God's a terror. But if you haven't walked through that, then you're looking at it from the outside saying, ah, no, that, that's, that's, that's just for those people or whatever. And be careful because, it is talking to the Hebrews, but that's the Israel of God. So if you're claiming Christianity, and like you said, Phil, that if you're claiming that the way to salvation is accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, then that is not talking to you. And that should, should really concern you because, wait a minute, I if Messiah is my Lord, why am I not understanding or why do I think that Hebrews isn't important? That's a problem. And that's just coming to mind, but it's just, it's so important that you follow the keys and seek it out.
Because if you have, if you have set your mind and absolution to seek with all your heart and you never turn away from it, you will make it through the other steps. You will, I mean, other than God taking your life, but you'll do everything that you can to make sure that you don't quit and you continue. But it's just so crucial that if you've set your mind to seek with all your heart, that it is a step-by-step process. Don't look ahead to try to get to the master key. Just do the best you can where you are in seeking with all your heart. And just like in schools, the teacher will take you to the next grade level. The Yah will move you on in the appropriate time. So you don't need to be concerned about, well, it's like we said before that be diligent, but don't delay. Because if you're diligent, then you'll move at the pace that you need to move. But you don't need to worry about, well, how am I going to get here? You just, because you can't get to the next steps until Yah brings the key to you. And then you put the key in the lock and you open the door. It's an impossibility. So a lot of times what will happen is, and we've had this in our gathering, that you so much want to get to the next room. But no, you need to spend more time in this room because there's things you need to learn before you get there. And it's good that you don't have, you're not in the next room yet because you need to learn here in order to get there. So it's a definitely a step-by-step process. But just realize that this message that we have and we're professing was not given to us by mankind. It was given to us by God. And that's why in order to understand this, you're going to have to go through the keys step-by-step for Yah to give you to open your eyes to be able to understand each step and to get each key. Because we could sit there and go, here are the keys, and here's what you need to do to go through them. But if you don't go through step-by-step, then you will not be able to understand it. Because all we do is one plants, one waters. Yah gives the increase. You do your part. Yah will give the increase. We don't we don't have the ability to make anybody listening understand this. It's you've got to seek it with all your heart and it's God that will give you the ability to understand because mother will help you and open your eyes so that you can see what you need to see. And then you'll be able to discover it. And then just like it says in the word that those that are with us stayed with us and those that left were not of us because if they were, then they would have stayed. So you, when you find the truth of God, you will agree with what we're saying, not because of us, because it lines up with the truth of God. And I just, I just want to encourage anybody who listens in whenever they get the chance to hear this, that find the truth of God again, we have no expectation that somebody's going to just hear what we say and just believe it, nor do we want them to do that because then their dependency is on us that we're speaking the truth rather than no, keep us accountable. So discover it, figure it out, find out that these are things that the Bible talks about that Messiah spoke about that Paul spoke about that are reality and true. And the objective is follow it, seek it. And that's the key. The key is the key. (laughs) This is a word that's like you can use key just to the nth degree, but it's just, it's so, yeah, there's so much depth to this. Right, because 
in the, the, the statement that God said, seek for me and find me when you seek with all of your heart. Okay. That's the key. When you seek with all of your heart, you will find God. If you want to find God, seek with all of your heart. That That's a an absolute necessity. And when you seek with all of your heart, just to paint a picture, that means in the absolution of your mind, you're going to do everything possible in your life, exhausting any uh, resource you can to figure out what the true truth of God is, not what people are telling you. And when you discover that truth, you will find that true faith in God, and then you will be in unity with the true church of Messiah, the way of Messiah. And so just really important uh, that we want to encourage people to walk this journey, uh, but it's not going to be an easy journey. And if you're going to walk this journey, it would uh, be best for you if your mind is set in the fact of, I don't care what comes my way. I'm still going to seek this out. You, your uh, will to know the truth must be greater than any suffering, any struggle, or any pain that might come your way. If you're not willing to do that, you are not fit for the kingdom. You, you put your hand to that plow with the mindset of, I don't care how this feels, I'm going to be there, and I'm going to walk in obedience to God. And then you'll be there. It will take time. It will take practice, but you will be there. And as you seek God with all of your heart, they will direct you to these truths within the Bible, and they will show you. And if you have doubts about where you are or what you've done in your life, then use those doubts to propel your faith forward. Don't use those doubts to just, yeah, well, no, I'm okay because everybody else is doing this, so it must be okay. No. If, if you have a doubt, that doubt is from you. The only, Doubt is internal, not external. No matter what I tell you or how I tell you, if you doubt, you don't know truth. If you know truth, you won't doubt. And if you know truth, it doesn't matter what I say. You don't care what I say. That you're going to know that what you have is truth, then go with it. And so seek God with all of your heart. Their existence is there. That key has been given you. Use that key to seek God with all of your heart. Put it in the door. And seeking with all of your heart, again, just reiterated, is an absolute everything. It's full committed to seeking God with all of your heart, which means that you never stop. No matter what step you get to, it's just a matter of climbing a hill till you hit a plateau, and you'll hit that plateau for a short period of time before you start the next climb. And then you'll hit a plateau, and when you hit that plateau is when you're going to find the key. And then you'll use that key to hit that next slope. And we're continually, even after circumcision of the heart, we're continually climbing up the hill and hitting a plateau and climbing up the hill and hitting a plateau. But we have the strength of Messiah that he carries the burdens so that we are capable of doing it. But 
the ease doesn't come until you have that peace of mind. I can't make you doubt. And if you doubt, you need to evaluate that. And you can't say, well, you made me doubt. No, all I did was present information. And if you doubt, that's on you because doubt is internal. It's not external. You cannot force somebody to doubt something that they know is absolutely true. But if you have something you think is true, somebody can uh, question you and you will have doubt. It's not the person who questioned you that brought the doubt. It's you not being able to give a good answer for the faith that you have because it's not true. And therefore, you have doubt. And the man who doubts is like the one tossed back and forth through the waves. And so our objective goal in the circular perspective is seeking it out, is making sure that if something comes to mind that would put us in a position of doubt, no, I don't doubt. I'm going to trust God. No, I don't doubt. And we're going to meet times like that where you you get into a struggle that you haven't seen before. And when you think about it, no, you know what? I'm going to put this in God's hands. I'm not going to worry about it. And you continue to push out doubt, just like the scripture says, uh, that perfect love drives out fear. It doesn't say that it eliminates it right away. No, it's a process of driving it out. So your mind is set. I don't fear anything on the face of the earth. And then if I find myself in a position where I'm, I'm feeling tense or I'm feeling like uh, uh, on edge, no, I don't fear anything. God's the only thing I fear. God is the only one that I fear. I'm not fearing anything else. And then we continue to increase, increase and grow and get better at that aspect. And it all comes through <coughs> trust in God. I uh, trust in God, all of them, the father, the mother, and the son, in order to carry on with the keys that they have given us. And nobody, the, the locks that God have, has, a lock pick set will not work. You, There's only one way to open the door, and that's for God to hand you that key. I can't even hand it to you. I can tell you it exists, and I can tell you I know the journey that it takes to get it, but God has to hand you every single key. That's why I'm not permitted to give you my key. I'm permitted to take my keys and open the door for myself and show you that this is possible. Go seek God and get your own set of keys. But your key will match my key. Your key will absolutely match the same key that I have. But we got those duplicates from God. Too many people are trying to duplicate the keys of God by allowing you to do things that are forbidden and that are de detestable to God in the name of Messiah. And so we just want people to understand that we're not, uh, we don't have a hatred towards Christianity, but we know that Christianity is not the way to God. Yes, do they have some good points? Yes, just like the Muslims do, and just like the Hindus do, and the Buddhist, and every other religious group out there has some sort of semblance of a truth perspective. 
but they don't put them all together. And the only way you can do that is faith in Messiah, circumcision of the heart, mother within your heart. And then she starts to show you how, see this little, this thing that the Muslims do, you need to apply that to your faith. See this thing that the Hindus do, that needs to be applied to your faith. And if you look around, you start to see the coming together of the, the fruit of the spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the long-suffering, the self-control, all these things that we must do in increasing measure. And we increase by practice. And so for me, I would leave people this evening with the aspect of take the first key that God has given everybody and use that key to open up that door of seeking with all of your heart and then continue to work and walk in that journey, in that direction. And I was actually going to bring up that Yah has given us so much information that this is a good stopping point for us. And I'm going to, we're going to end it with this, that the word of God says this, that those that have committed to seeking with all your heart, that you've made that absolution of commitment, that Yah will help you through to the next steps because this is a circular perspective that the word says the eyes of the Lord range back and forth over the entire earth, seeking to strengthen the heart that is fully committed to them. So if you're fully committed to them, you will have everything that you need. Yah will give you strength in your weaknesses and in your struggle that their eyes are watching back and forth. So they will lead you. They will give you the keys. They will give you everything that you need according to all the glorious riches they have, which is spiritual blessings, even the ability to bless you in the physical as well. So we will pause here for now and Lord willing, we will talk to you on the next podcast and bring the truth of God, uh, how y'all wants us to do it. And Phil, that's all I had. So until next time, everybody, everybody have a good evening. Thank you for joining us today on Hidden Treasures Revealed. We want to leave you with this thought. The greatest treasure in life, and especially in faith, is discovery. If we try to convince you of things, you may gain head knowledge, but if we let you discover things, you will have heart knowledge to know and understand and be able to give a good answer for the faith that you have. Treasure hunters seek treasure non-stop. Seek the treasure of God through conversation with them and through their word. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Seek the hidden treasure of God, and you will be blessed by it.